Beyonce finally graced us mere mortals with pictures of herself and these new babies who now have names. Now they're not just the babies. They're Rumi and Sir. You have to say Rumi first because it's alphabetically correct, but also because ovary gang, and you know that like she's going to be running that whole twinship. Like she and Blue have pretty much quartered the market on feminism. So the greetings for them. Can you imagine that? Like Blue walks into the room. What's up, Rumi? How's it doing? Hey, sir. Oh, yikes. <laughs> no tea, no shade. Maybe that won't happen. Maybe she would just be a loving and adoring older sister and love them both equally. Ouch. Yikes. Maybe. Mom. <laughs> right. That was quite shady boots of me. I'm not going to wish that on um, those babies. Uh -huh. But we are excited to see them. Were you guys excited to see the pictures? I was so yes. excited. And they're like... Me, usually, I don't usually think newborns are cute because they're still pink and they haven't fully grown into their cuteness, but those babies actually came out cute, and not everybody's babies come out cute. Say that again. Everybody's um, babies don't come out cute, and I'm also true. usually a fan of, like, not looking at newborn babies, like... Because they just look... Uncooked. They do. They still look a little mean, raw. They still look a little raw. So I try to wait until they've you know gotten some of their characteristics in. Right. So we've got pictures of the babies. And was she not glorious? Because it's Beyonce. She couldn't take like a regular picture. Like those were like not like Sears, Olin Mills, like right. No. Right. And take this picture. Right. And then everybody was really pressed about the fact that she had twins and like mm -hmm. how her bounce back game was. Mm -hmm. Listen, I have a whole theory about Beyonce though. I don't even think that she does anything that normal humans do. So I had I no expectation that she human. would Right. I have no expectation that she would have to wait and have like recovery time. Beyonce I feel like Beyonce. she did she, like she did labor in her full makeup with no medication. She was just zinned out. I don't even think she sleeps. I think she Do sleeps like a bat. I think she's like ego when she was like, um, some women were made. But me, myself, I like to think that I was created. She was. And she was not built in a day. Like Beyonce was created and like crafted from the finest materials on earth. And again, she doesn't even sleep like in a regular bed. Like she's upside down in a hyperbaric chamber. Like they have an IV with the vitamins to keep her yeah. healthy and vital. It's like the Skin perfect temperature perfect. of hu it's like humidity and she's mist, so she stays dewy all the time. <laughs> right, right. Hey, dear. Hey. So, um, if you're listening now live, you can also catch me live on the Purple Hair and Converse page. Um, who else is live in here? Oh, me. I'm live. So, so you're just going to pop your gum yeah. all rudely right in the microphone. Um, I am live on Instagram at harlem.nights. 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 And I will say that again. Harlem.nights. Hey, Rye Pie. See you live. Um, yes, I think Tease in the Trap does make a shirt and a Hi. mug that says That's Beyonce okay. wasn't built in a day. Uh, and I also think they have one that says Oprah wasn't built in a day. And I'm totally a believer. I'm here for it. Um, so once again, this is the intersection. I am your host, Malika Salam. You got to say the whole thing every time. A tribe called Quest 
and a pimp named Slickback. Uh, let's get into a little bit more tea, shall we? Because the last couple of weeks have been very interesting. The high of the last couple of weeks since the last time we did the show was definitely for me, Rumi and Sir. That was great. Seeing Beyonce. Oh, and the whole Madonna theme, right? The Madonna and Child. Like, she was just fully, like, get this deity-ness. That's the yes. word. The deity-ness. The deity-ness. <laughs> the deity-ness. Yes. Like, she was giving it, she was giving it all. So she's given them, like she's given us Oshun, right? She came through with the waters and the hold up. And now she just no, came like, through. Yeah, uh, it was yellow. Oh. It was yeah. Oshun, okay. sweet waters. Okay. And now she came through and gave us the synchronization, right, of the Catholic saint with mm. the whole Madonna and child thing. So once again, Beyonce proving that um, she is above the Illuminati, like the Illuma what? It's Beyonce. She does what she wants to do. Y'all Negroes are corny with the Right. Right. That part. So, the other tea for this last two weeks um, that we will serve cold. Just, this tea is cold, terrible. Um, this is like the Tetley of teas. Like, this is like low-rung, bottom-feeding tea. Um... There was a trifecta of ashiness over the last two weeks. Just pure, unadulterated, mm. non-emollient rich, no moisturization, full on, full on, nothing, full on ash. Um, and the trifecta of ashiness was Ron Kelly, OJ, and Usher. So we're going to go back to the first one whose name I don't even like to say. Like, I don't want to give him any press. But once again, he found himself in the news because the same journalist who broke the story in 2000 about him being a pedophile and... Yeah. So we're not even going to say his name. We're just going to go with the fact that the evidence is out there. The evidence has been out there for a long time. Uh, Jim J. Rogatis had been shopping the story for nine months. BuzzFeed finally picked it up, put the story out about this particular entertainer uh, having a sex cult. And the parents who, for whatever reason, just unbeknownst to me, like I can't even fathom uh, a, a reason or a time where it would be appropriate to say, oh, you're going to make my daughter a star? Sure, here you go. Right. Yeah. So the parents apparently signed off on this and then they got creepy feelings because, of course, all of the stories, the story that was originally pu published in the Chicago Sun-Times 10 years ago, um, apparently none of those were enough for people to say, you know... Maybe we uh, should distance okay, ourselves. Maybe we should not keep monetarily supporting him. Maybe we should not keep letting him come through and do concerts and buying albums. Like, this man is still making a living. Still. People his are still bumping his music. Stop messing with him. And, like, you are still... People are still bumping his music. Just, I believe I do. So, do you guys think... And especially as... Hey, Rena. Rena's online. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, Rena, hey. So, um, okay, so as young women, when the song Vibe came out, there was a lyric in that song 
where he was talking about all the women who had the vibe. It was like the ad libs, and he said, "Cute little Aaliyah's got it. She had just turned 13. Little. So please, little, so like understand, y'all are around the same age as the girls who he was targeting. Same age as the girl who was on the video that he was later acquitted uh, for with the child pornography. How does it feel?" growing up in a world because understand like I've been grown pretty much as long as he's been out and and like initially I was like oh he's cool and then vibe broke the story about Aaliyah and then I was like mm, he's problematic and I was still young enough to think okay older guys younger women it happens I've dated somebody who was older than me so it happens um but as the news like kept coming out there was clearly he clearly had a a proclivity like this was predatory behavior he specifically mm -hmm. was going after young women and he was specifically using his fame to target young women and and to groom young women right promising them careers etc mm -hmm. so for me it is hard to imagine I guess um, these people have always been around but it's hard to imagine what it would be like at your age to know that you're growing up in a world where a person like this is still celebrated. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I can't think of anybody in my time that was celebrated in the same way. Okay. Personally, me younger, I heard his name, but I had seen him before, but I didn't know I had seen him. So I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, dad, who is RK? And he was like, he should not be seen by young girls, like, at all. He right. should not be known. He should not be celebrated. His name shouldn't even be relevant. So, growing up, I always knew he was problematic. I never listened to him. Um, I just, I, I, I literally feel bad on the inside if I hear one of his songs. Though. Right. So, growing up in a world that still supports a man like that, it shows how much... It is normalized how much rape culture or pedophilia is normalized and it's not okay and it happens so much and it's just not talked about like people have known he was like this since Aaliyah like she was 14 so I mean honestly it doesn't scare me but it angers me like it really makes me mad you know Okay, so I was really young when, like, I started questioning, you know, who is that, just like you, but it was from actually that episode on the boondocks with him, and I was just like, well, who is that? But then when I, I got older, they told me, you know, he's a real person, he's a pedophile, and I was just like, oh, and it just, it's nasty, it's just make me feel like I want to take a bath, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just imagine him breathing in your face. Mm. And it's just heavy oh my God. That's awful and um, that's awful and super traumatizing. So um, he was on the Soul Train Music Awards when they moved it over to BET. And it was the first time that they were doing the Lady of Soul Awards. Jill Scott was being honored. It was a very, like, feminine, energy-heavy show. And he was closing out the show. And I remember being so excited because Big Sister in my head 
Erica Badu is hosting it, and I hadn't seen anything about him. And they did the marketing on that very purposefully to not rile people up. So I didn't see anything about him being on the show till closer to time to the show. And I remember going online and, you know, making a couple of tweets about it. But the night of the show, um, we were watching it, and when it got to that part, like, we just, like, the introduction, first of all, let me say this. The introduction, she tried it so hard. She was like, and here's my to a brother. man, my brother, which, first of all, I don't trust that statement because I doubt very yeah, seriously that she would leave her children alone with him. Second of all, she was like, who's done so much for black culture. Let me just say this. Jim DeRogatis, the guy who broke this story, said um, one of the saddest things that he realized in writing about this, because he had been covering him for years and years and years before the first story broke, and he said there were you know, just so many complaints and so many files and so many things that had been backlogged, and it made him realize that the world does not care about black girls about young black girls, does not value young black girls. That brings something up for me. Do you remember that Malcolm X speech, the most neglected woman in America? Right. A person in America is a black woman. Right. Which takes us back to Beyonce because she black used woman. that on Lemonade. That was yes. part of, um, that, that part of the speech was a clip on Lemonade. And I don't think that people get it. I think maybe what does bother me the most about, you know, the whole thing is when we speak up, when we say something, then we're labeled as being angry. We're labeled mm -hmm. as being sensitive, and our needs aren't really being being taken into consideration. So while I will say that he is not the only person out there who's like this and who's problematic, and um, even when we were listening to Bell Biv DeVoe the other day in the car, what was the lyric, Amina? Um, backstage, underage, adolescent. Like, that. how you doing? Fine. She replied, I saw I'd like to do the work. Action took place. That shouldn't have happened. Right. Never. Right. Because if you knew she was underage at that point, that's when the conversation gets shut down and you send her home um, to some adults who should probably be supervising her um, and having conversations with her about the decisions she's making. And I mean, so again, he's not new. Um, there are the uncles, the cousins, there are people in the family, and we don't want to talk about it. And it's you know, unpopular, and this is how those people become a problem because everybody wants to turn a blind eye and act like it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's it's not okay. I'm not okay living in a world where he exists and he's celebrated. There's never a time I will not use my voice to say that. Exactly. Um, and because one of the things that I do in life is create safe spaces for women, all women, young women. I don't even say girls. You guys are young women. You guys came into the world and it's a growth process and like I just yeah I don't know that I can say anything eloquent about that um, so definitely uh, not happy that this is still happening definitely not happy that people are still you know trusting their daughters um, Rena actually asked the question on live uh, Erica said so referring to Erica Badu when she said that it wasn't wrong because men are That's attracted to women of childbearing age. Um, so, okay, so I'm going to get to y'all on that in just a second. Um, so the, the quote, I don't know, I went back, um, I was on Twitter, I was a part of that conversation, I went back to see where it originated and it kind of jumps around so I don't know if something was taken out, it just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. I'm almost sure that it was, 
you know, from the conversation about how can you support him and call him your brother when, you know, these allegations are out there. Um, and her response was, you know, older men are attracted to women of a childbearing age. And she played devil's advocate. She, you know, tried to present both sides of it. But definitely Twitter came for Erica Badu. Um, she's Erica Badu, but she's not above reproach. I asked the question and I didn't get a response. She did respond to quite a few people on Twitter. Um, my question was, and having said all of those things, would you trust him with your daughter? That never got a response. Um, she, knew she, she thought she wouldn't know. do that. She knew she wouldn't trust him at all. Right. And she knows she's wrong. And, like, I literally had to take a break from Erica at that moment. And I was like, we were on that because remember, her. I'm on Erica's strike right now. Remember, the album had just come out. She had just released the um, mixtape, the with the I don't even remember what I it's know. called. Hey man, it's it, the call the call yeah, the I can make you put your phone down. All of that was on the mixtape, but like I don't even remember the mixtape because those things were so close in proximity, like that event and then the mixtape coming out that I abruptly stopped listening to it. And I just really haven't picked it up since then because there's no way for me not to make that connection. Like, I love her. And again, she's still my big sister in my head. And sometimes you and your big sister have to have a come to Jesus meeting. Sometimes y'all have to sit down and be like, look, you had said that one thing that one time and that wasn't cool. And so what work are we going to do? Like, what are, what work are we going to put in that lets our girls know that we're not okay with this, that we're not co-signing, and definitely that we're not blaming, that we're not blaming the girls here? Because a lot of people were like, well, these weren't girls, these were women, and it was consensual. Understand, grown women can be groomed, too. Very much so. We drank a whole jar of holy water. Well, and there it is. But it won't make so we we can follow up off of him. I think we are clear on that point. Problematic. Um, we will continue to say that and discourage you guys from supporting him, if you are in fact still supporting him. Um, so the other thing that happened, OJ like. <laughs> uh, I'm not like I'm OJ. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Um, OJ got parole. Oh, okay. Can I take this? Go for it. OJ Simpson is highly problematic one. The the moral of the story to OJ Simpson is stay home. (laughs) Stay home? Stay home. Stay with your people. That's the the takeaway. Stay home. Um, so the interesting thing is, of course, 444 had just come out. And uh, the story of OJ is, you know, one of the more popular cuts. Um, probably won't get a lot of radio play because mm-hmm. it's got words that people don't like to use in and it's mixed so company. True. And OJ it tells a story that's true. And basically yeah. he says, like, I'm giving away the whole game. Like, I'm telling y'all all this stuff and understand that the people are not going to like me. But I can afford to tell y'all this stuff because I'm almost a billionaire. So okay. it doesn't hurt me to tell y'all the truth. Um so this is the thing. I This is how I found out. I was at the gym. It's the middle of the day. I'm over there doing my little workout, little circuit training. And this lady walks up to the front and she tells the guy at the front, you know OJ just got paroled. Was she white? 
<laughs> See, I didn't even have to tell you. You already know. Because she was like so disturbed. It was like, oh my God. It was the juices loose again. It was like. The juices loose again. I can't. Like, like he's, he's getting ready to just run the streets and, you know, murder up all the blonde hair, blue eyed white ladies. And be careful. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. OJ is coming. Um. So when everything happened, I was in high school and my dad had me, because he was working and I was homeschooled, had me to record everything. So somewhere, your grandfather has a series of VH1 tapes of the chase on the freeway mm -hmm. and the entire trial. And like we would watch that. And at that time, I was really like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. So we would watch that and we would debate all the points and we would say, you know, where they went wrong in court. Um, the difference between Chris Darden and Johnny Cochran and why Johnny Cochran, who didn't start as a lead lawyer, but was, you know, quickly because of the char the charisma and him being a black man was put out in the forefront and basically just pitted against Chris Darden. Right. So Chris Darden was painted as being the sellout and he was sleeping with Marsha Clark and just all of those things. And it was so polarizing. And then he was acquitted and then you know all hell broke loose after that and so i lived through all of that so here i'm thinking like what else is there to say what else could possibly be said about oj he went to jail i didn't even know he was up for parole i don't even know how long he's been in jail all i know is he went to jail for trying to steal his stuff back somebody was trying to sell him his own memorabilia now if you don't think that they have been after him for years let me come into your room and steal your computer <laughs> And, and then try to sell it back, back to you. Back. <laughs> right. And then try to sell it back oh, to you. Right. But they don't arrest me. They arrest you for trying to take your stuff back from me. That's what happened. Because they don't like him. And they couldn't get him in jail for murder. And they right. couldn't get him in jail for anything else. They literally stripped him of all of his money because when he wasn't convicted in the criminal case, he was convicted in the civil case for wrongful death. So he had to pay the families millions and millions and millions of dollars. He can't work because, I mean, what are they going to... He can't do an Avis commercial. He can't go running through an airport. Like, you, first of all, you can't run through an airport now anyways because TSA will drop kick you in the throat mm -hmm. <laughs> and, oh, like, and drag you. So Especially with that man with their haircut. He looked like See. A mean of the haircut was not necessary. See. <laughs> it's true. This is travel experiences with down, the teenagers. <laughs> See. I'm done with y'all. So I mean again they, they ruined his life and it just it felt like they sent him to jail just to further embarrass him and prove to him you're still kind of black that's that's how we see you so that happened and then I was really late this tea is super cold to me um apparently Usher Usher Raymond has and mm -hmm. and we found out about it though because he like was paying hush money to somebody right mm -hmm. like millions of dollars to not out him that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Mm hmm One. Make sure to speak into the mic. One. It's never okay to have unprotected sex knowing you're positive. Okay? 
Let's just put that out there. I judge that a lot of people do it because they're like, oh, I'm hurt, so I don't care about other people having what I have because I have it now, so I don't care. Mm. And so you want to you wanna inflict that pain on somebody else. And it's not okay. And it's also not okay to, even if he wasn't, even if he was out about it, it's not okay to put everybody's business out. Like, you know they got HIV, right? You know they got syphilis, right? Yeah. So, I just had to say that because that's very personal. Very. Right. So, I think that, um, so, one, this this month there was a week of HIV testing uh, awareness. Get your free test. Salute. Um Walgreens was doing free testing here in St. Pete. You can actually go to out of the closet thrift store, get free HIV testing. Now that is different from HPV and herpes, um, but I guarantee you that there are clinics abound um, where you can go and get tested for STIs, STDs. And um, that's part of being a grown up. And I don't mean a grown up in age. I mean, when you get to the age that you think that you are ready to do it, you need to have the guts, which is grown-ups talking sex. Like, you need, you need to have those conversations. You need to know where people have been, what they've been doing. You need to be willing to get tested. You need to be willing to ask your partner to get tested. And you need to insist on protecting yourself. That is self-love and self-care, right? Like, for me, a person who is like, nope, I don't want to use protection... Right. I feel like you don't really love me or care about me. And if you don't really love yourself and care about your health enough to make sure that you're protected, I darn sure don't expect you to care about mine. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's unfortunate. This is all the ashiness that has been taking place over the last couple of weeks. Very ashy. Very Um, dusty. Crackled. Right. I need these folks to get their whole lives together. (laughs) Um, I need Kels up under the jail. I need OJ to go back home and then stay home and be glad that somebody wanted him back home. Cause, be because I'm be just saying, because we'll take you back. Black. I don't know why, but there's something about us that will always take our folks back. Because there's so much love. We have soul. So <sighs> soul and love. You right. We, we have right. an abundance of love, even if you screw up. Well, I mean, look at our Kelly. I mean, so. Now we're in the South, and everybody knows that in the South you cannot have tea without oh, sugar. That's right. Who goes and orders unsweetened iced tea? Ooh, the North. That's nasty. The North. The North. Right. The New Yorkers with that bull mess. So of course we can't serve the tea without the sugar, and the sugar is what Queen Sugar. Okay. Okay. So Sata from Lay Future. See, I cannot relate to Queen Sugar. I haven't watched it. I, that's what I heard. Like, how have you mm, not watched Queen I Sugar? I forgot about it, honestly. How did it's you forget about Queen Sugar? Great. This is all the black people have been talking about. I don't know. <laughs> They've all been talking about being Mary Jane. Okay, let's catch up on that. Insecure just came out with a new episode. Okay, so you I do need to catch that. up on being Mary Jane because being Mary Jane is coming back. It's already back. It's already it's, back. It already came back. When did it come back? This week? 
No, oh, it came back last week. It came back oh, last week? I thought it came back Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. I've got to catch up on Being Mary Jane. Speaking of Being Mary Jane, that song that I played in the beginning, um, that was Leanne Le Havas, and I got that from Being Mary Jane. They played it on an episode, and I shazammed it, and I was like... Man, listen, so I've been listening to that for a while. It's been holding me over, waiting for Being Mary Jane to come back. So I'm super excited that it's back. I feel like the fall is going to be extra lit. So now we've got Being Mary Jane. We've got um, Queen Sugar. We've got, is the quad coming back? I heard the quad was canceled, and I haven't really seen any. I, th I thought it was coming back. I'm not sure if okay. if, if it's canceled. That was a very terrible place to place end to the show. end it. Yeah. Much like the get down. <clears throat> Anyways, they did on. us wrong with the get they down. They really did. Oh, I was just so wrong. exciting. You know, it's gonna be a part two. Everything time. I have to say is too much to spend into this. I hear you. Somebody's feeling. I hear you. It was an emotional moment for me. I was like, that's it. That's I, cried. I, I was invested, and that's all I get. It was sad. So Queen Sugar has um, been heating up and they've been adding all kinds of stuff. So the newest drama, of course, is Ralph Angel has now told Aunt Vi that, girl, I see you talking about Lust and Flip Flops Hollywood is back. I am not checking for you that show. You know, the Hollywood not, and the Vi. Oh, you know, man. I'm not watching any of... The I'm not watching Love and Hip Hop Ratchlana like flip none flip. of them right oh, no lust no lust and flip flops no none of it I'm not like I can't I refuse I don't like you. <laughs> that was that was right pie right I don't like you. <laughs> so, she put the lol on it because she already knows that's not even a thing that's happening um so back to this sugar so uh, Ralph Angel has oh, now told Aunt Vi that he's inherited the whole farm. And she's stressing out and flipping out and making pies. Um, and I want to taste some of that pie, even if, even though it's a TV show. I feel and like that pie is actually really good. I feel like it is too. I feel like it was made by older black ladies and in love, Louisiana. Yes, with real sugar and real butter, and it's not vegan. It's yes. got all of the things in it, yes, all of them. Definitely. Um, Sodium. <laughs> probably a little pinch of salt in the crust. Um, so she's making pies. Hollywood is not going back out. He's staying with her and he's helping her with the pie business and he's fixed so everything in the house. And I just love them uh, together. Um, let's see. Micah is uh, starting to deal with his trauma. He and his father had a heart-to-heart -heart on the basketball court and he asked his dad the truth about what happened with the girl and his dad asked him the truth about what happened with the police, so we got that taken care of. And shock of all shocks, the thing that probably just almost took me out was Darla threw away Kenya. Can I say about that? Let's talk about it, because it wasn't for the reason that I thought it was gonna be, because when she started asking about Kenya, I was like, oh, is she feeling away? Are we gonna finally get into right. the sexuality? That's, and what I, that's exactly Gender what politics? Nope. She was like, I thought he was there. she was there filling a void. She was jealous of the doll, and yes. so she threw the doll away. And Blue so had a whole entire conniption fit. So, um, so we'll see what happens tonight. So the show is back tonight, uh, nine eight central. 
10, 9 central, something like that. Look it up on your internet. That's where the internets, that's what the internets are for. So um, we'll be catching up on Queen Sugar tonight. So that's the sugar. That's all your tea. All tea, no shade, you little shady boots out there. And it's um, that gives us a, a little bit of time. I think we've touched on mental health a little bit. Um, going back to the story about that guy who's so problematic, living, we talked about this last time, living in a world where you are seen as a victim, where you are often victimized, where a lot of the violence and microaggressions perpetrated on you are because of what you look like and who you are just amplifies everything, right? So like, it's hard to be a woman because of patriarchy. Mm -hmm. But then it's extra hard to, to be, be a black woman. There you go. Because there's so much racism. Right. And so then add to that um, being a black gay woman or a black queer woman or a black gay man. And then now trans. it's trans. Because we're definitely going to get into that because... I feel like he just needs like the emeritus status for trying it mm -hmm. because apparently his whole entire tenure is going to be about him trying it. Like every other day is going to be, guess who tried it? Guess who tried it? I ain't got no president. My president is black and my Lambo is blue. So <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but apparently he's in charge now. Right. I and mean, so, but they elected him, so when you think about they, it, Kanye is running for president in 2026. Kanye, so they, we, we really haven't seen and heard from since his meltdown. And then he came, like, he was one of the first people that 45 met with publicly, if y'all remember. Like, he had the meltdown, and then he came out, and he was looking all like, weird and then there was some mm -hmm. weird smile and mm -hmm. it was just like did they clone him when he was in the hospital right I, I like he is in, in the sunken, sunken place for real like for, for, real. Real. for real and like i feel like all of the k's were standing over him and they all like in yes. sync were like they were just drop taking him and that down man to the was, basement or just yeah he's ooh. I feel like college dropout and the graduation Kanye is somewhere deep down in there in the sunken place. Like he's just right. crying. Right. Agreed. Um, so yes, we will talk about how he tried it. Um, trans lives matter. Need I say more? And it's important that you have that support. So one of the things that we um, talked about in terms of getting the help that you need of knowing you know what you need and who to reach out to is self-care so um, during this month there was if you go to Instagram and do hashtag 21 days of self-care you can find all of the different things that they listed for the different ways that you can do um, self-care and I say it all the time it is a motto that I live by self-care is, is an imperative, imperative. Okay. do not think that just because this month is over we're going to put mental health on the back burner it has to be an ongoing effort you have to wake up every day dedicated to loving yourself taking care of yourself and doing what you need to do for you if you are not doing what you need to do for you you have nothing to give to anybody else you have dust 
And I guarantee you, it'll feel like, but I'm giving and I'm doing and I'm able to do it, baby. You are digging so deep into the reservoir that you don't even realize that you've hit dirt. And you're wondering why things keep happening and coming up the same way in your life. They keep happening and coming up in the same way in your life because because you are not taking care of yourself. And you can't start from a what? Empty vessel. That's right. So self-care is an imperative. Um, take the time to go and find the hashtag 21 days of self-care. Feel free to apply that liberally whenever you need it. It doesn't just have to be Minority Mental Health Care Month. Um, locate the safe spaces for yourself. Find your LGBTQ community center. If they don't offer what you need, a lot of times when I go into those spaces, the problem that I have, as I've said before, is people don't readily identify me. They don't look at me. And they've said this. I didn't know you were gay. You don't look gay. I'm not what sure what gay looks like. like. Gay, apparently, apparently, if I was a stud, yes, if I was a stud, if I was masculine presenting, um, if I dated a woman who was masculine presenting, then it would be easy for them to tell that I'm gay. So apparently I don't look gay, so that's a problem, right? Being physically identified as something. And then when I do go in those spaces and, okay, well, we'll accept you because, you know, you've got purple hair and you're flamboyant and we like the way you dress, so, you know, clearly you have some queen in you. However, you're also black, and so we don't really know how to deal with black. There aren't, there's not a lot of black. So we went to, uh, hey Sam, hey. hey. So Sam is here, Sam is always here because Sam is a huge support. And we went to an art opening last night. And um, I, I love the art. I met a Facebook friend who was introduced by another friend in Memphis who's actually here and an artist here. And I definitely enjoyed his work and what his work has to say because what he does, it, I was looking through it again today and he reimagines things. So like for the 4th of July, that postcard that had the Statue of Liberty with all of the different ethnicities on it. So he does things like that, right? Um, but there was definitely, he's a person of color, he's Puerto Rican. Um, and I believe his husband is Puerto Rican. His person is of, his husband is of color. But there was definitely a lack of color in that space. And I'm not talking about the walls, I'm talking about the people. Mm, well, um, mm. it, yeah, I, when I go into spaces, I've said this before, a lot of times I'm, I can count the black people on one hand, because I'm looking for the black people, I'm looking for the people who I can relate to, who I can give the nod, like I'm here, you here, okay, if anything pops off, you got my back, I got your back. That's how we approach the world. That's how I approach the world being black and going into certain spaces and not feeling safe i'm always looking for somebody, somebody. Like right so i'm like okay i ain't out here by myself it's very right. much like it's very much like get out right you go into certain spaces and you be like hold on what because he knew when he got there he was like i don't think this is a good idea i don't think i should go and his friend told him you need to leave they make him get out but he stayed <laughs> Oh, that man, a few times. He knew it. Listen, so, yeah, so you go in and you look for recognition with other people so you can feel mm -hmm. safe. Um, that's a tough world to navigate. That creates, for me, a lot of anxiety when I'm going mm -hmm. out now because it's like if I'm not going out into a space that I know is my family, my folks, 
there's a lot more anxiety than if I'm just regular going out into a space where I know I'm going to know some people. So again, when we're talking about mental health and things to consider, things consider that we navigate the world like that a whole lot, right? Trying to purposely design our life where we're in comfortable spaces with people who we know and people who look like us. So um, the resources are out there. I've been telling you guys all month to go to NAMI.org and you can find lots of resources there. They have a national database so they will give you everything that you need um, to, to find support. If you are a student, most college campuses, um, a lot of high school campuses even, middle school campuses, I'm sure, um, you're in education. So most schools have a school psychologist at this point, right? If not uh, full-time, part-time. Okay, so if not full-time, part-time. So there are a lot of ways that you can get the help that you need. So the thing about I don't know where to go, I don't know where to go, sometimes you just have to go where you're at. If you're in school and things are filling off to you, you've got to know who to go talk to. So if you're in school from elementary on through, there is some type of psychologist, either a school psychologist. I know for colleges, there's a psychology department. Um, I know in some of the high schools here, they have a separate like health department nursing office so you can go and get your help there. Um, and again, if you're just not sure where to go in your area, you can go to NAMI.org and they have a place on there where you can find the support that you're looking for. It's a national database. So make sure to check into all of those places. Part of self-care, in addition to taking care of your mental health, is taking care of your physical health. So another person who you can talk to about any mental health issues that are coming up for you is your doctor. Yes. Go get regular checkups. Don't wait until it's an emergency. Don't wait until you're falling out and you have to go into the emergency room. Don't wait until you're having that breakdown. When things start feeling off for you, it's okay to stop. Get off the ride. Get the help you need. You're not responsible for the world. And trust me, no matter how many people are leaning on you and putting their stuff on you and you're willing to carry it, they will figure it out if you have to take a break. Because self-care is an imperative. Um, okay, so we have a few more minutes. I want to give you the information again. You can call the NAMI hotline. That's 1-800-950-NAMI. You can also email them, info at NAMI.org. That's N-A-M-I.org. Um, if you need to, you can even text them. If you're having a crisis, text NAMI to 741741. So um, once again, I'm glad that we had this time to spend talking about mental health during Minority Mental Health Month. Please understand that the work does not stop because the month ends. Continue to take care of yourselves. Continue to love yourselves. Continue to reach out and get the help that you need. Uh, there's no shame in that. So now, y'all, um, hey, Woodstar. So I saw Woodstar check in. I saw the G.O.D. check in. So let's go ahead and do some shout outs. Y'all got some people you want to shout out to? Shout out to my fam and Memphis. Always hope you down. Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> M-Town. M-Town. <laughs> right. Shout out to the whole uh, Memphis. That's the fam. 
Hey, Lori. Hey, girl. Um, so, yeah, of course, shout out to my Memphis folks. Shout out to everybody who joined us on Facebook Live. Make sure to go like the page, Purple Hair and Converse. I'm here every other Wednesday until I'm here every Wednesday. We're going to make it happen. Um, and make sure to follow me. You already know, at Harlem.nights, but yeah. At S-A-T-A, -A, from the future, all in one, no underscores, no thank you. You know what I'm saying. All right, so you can find uh, these young women on the interwebs, Harlem.nights and Sada from the future. Uh, you can find me anywhere by looking up Malika Salam, Purple Hair and Converse. Of course, I have to say thank you to 99.1 FM, 99.1 Jams, The Berg, for giving me a home. I'm happy to be here every other week and be able to talk about these different intersections with you, intersections of gender and race and sex and sexuality. I'm happy to be here talking about mental health, as I've shared with you before. Um, I've had my own battles with mental health. Some days I'm winning and some days it ain't that easy. Uh, the kid who is not here, we found a name for him because he's not a kid. He's officially a college student, registered and all. He is St. Pete. St. Pete. Yes. I like it. He is the secular patron saint of comeback kids because, my God, in one year's time, in a couple months' time, he got hit by a car and walked away without a scratch broke his clavicle first day on his longboard like this kid has been having like bumps and scrapes with everything since Swallowed an earring. <sighs> more than just one so um <laughs> happy that he's still here and kicking and has defied all kinds of odds um definitely always got to give a shout to bay Notice how I managed to keep the my off because of possessive pronouns and whatnot. We talked about that. We're on it. So, um, got to thank Sam for always being here, having my back. And, uh, again, just uh, thankful to be here and have this time. Now, one last thing. Let's talk about who tried it. Who tried it this week? Who tries it every week? Like, every week of our life, I think he just needs to be given emeritus status. The person who tried it this week, once again, 45. And how did he try it? He's apparently put a ban on transgender but in the military. I heard that. Just listen. That's, like, that's not helping me, the United States, you know. At all. And um, apparently he feels like he's unfadeable. Like Whoa. that's that's his really? life. That's how he's living. And so he feels like he can do whatever, whenever, however he wants to. And he got elected. So apparently that is a true statement for he and his Dang, life. So once again, this week, 45, you tried it. You tried it. You really did. And you failed. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Thank you again for joining us for this edition. I'm going to get it right. It's an, it's an edition. I got it right. See, guys, I told y'all we get better every week. So thank you again for joining me for this edition of The Intersection. We'll be back in two weeks. Meet us at The Intersection. Peppa,